The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we sure are glad you're being with us tonight. Uh, as of course, the first thing we always do, Janine, is we start off with something called In, in the, the news. news. Right. And, and sometimes In the News gets to be rather entertaining, to say the least. Yeah, a lot of stuff came out this week, and yeah. a lot of it was about medications and how it affects other things in your health. Exactly. So, so a few things. The first one we're going to talk about is the headlines on this one, and it was actually an endocrinology-published paper. Mm-hmm. Um, stomach acid may be the key player in bone health. You know, and, and how many times do we have somebody come in our office that has osteoporosis and they're taking some of the biggies, like Nexium and... Pro- any uh, of the PPIs. Omeprazole, any, right. any of those PPIs. Any of the PPIs, right. which any is the PPIs. proton pump inhibitors, right. which actually stop stomach acid. Right. And I always tell people, and, and there's a very few people that actually need those medications, although they say they're probably one of the most widely drugs used on the planet. Widely Is what was actually right. said mm-hmm. on this on this study. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's very few people that truly need it. There are a few. There are a few. But there's <clears> not many. The majority of the people actually could even have too little stomach acid. You know, we find that a lot, really. And this paper was not about how the drugs actually, you know, do it. They do say that this widely prescribed drug is making the problem worse, but they're actually finding that stomach acid actually helps absorb and transfer calcium to the skeletal system. Well, something that they brought out, you know, in the past, um, I know when we were in school and so on a long time ago, as they say, a long, long time ago and far, far away, um, they told us that most of the calcium that's in the bloodstream was coming from reabsorption from the bone and so on. Okay, so it's bone-derived. Right. Actually, this study says no. It's in the intestines. It's in the intestines. And it has to have stomach acid in order to be processed. Mm. And so think about all these people out there taking these medications. That is for reflux mm. problems and Probably because they're eating wrong, honestly. Probably no, the cause it's not probably. is yeah, it is most of them is because wrong. they're eating wrong. Right. And it's actually causing bone loss and fractures down the road. And they know that even if you take this medication for the bone density, you're actually going to, it makes fractures too. So there's really, not, it's not a, not a win situation at all with the medications. No. So what you really want to do, this is even saying probably even taking stomach acid. Might could be, be a thing. benefit for people with bone loss. And how many times do we use that? We do. We use the a lot. betaine hydrochloride. And let me tell you what, it causes some rather 
weird look. People look people at face. you like, you're going to give me stomach acid when I'm having like, all this acid? And it's like, yes, I am. are you from, Doc? Okay, you're going to give me what? And I do tell <laughs> people now, if they take betaine mm-hmm. and it burns um, and, immediately, then they probably are ones that shouldn't take it. And it's rare. That it's that rare. Happens. I rarely have that. Rare. If right. anything, we increase the dose. Because if somebody says, yeah, I mean, I took it and it didn't burn at all. And if anything, it didn't really do anything. I'm like, okay, let's increase the dose. Double it. So let's do more. And we actually increase the dose until the reflux goes away. Well, you know, the, uh, a lot of people, you know, around here, especially, <clears throat> come in with some of these old wives' tales, we'll call them, and old household remedies. And one of the things that a lot of them do, and this is really kind of strange, because a lot of these people that are doing this are actually taking PPIs. Uh, but they'll come in and say, I need some apple cider vinegar, the organic apple cider vinegar, because I'm going to take a, a teaspoon of that and, or a tablespoon of that and some water after each meal. Okay. Very similar to taking betaine hydrochloride. Right. You just get an acid in there. Right. And actually, an acid's not always a bad thing. Uh-huh. Always, when people tell me they're taking acid reducers or things that stop acid production, I was like, what's acid for? And they're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I like, think about it. Why do you have stomach acid? I mean, think about this. You have it for a reason. And they're like, oh, well, I'm like, to digest your food. Exactly. Start and not to just digest process, your food, right. but also to be able to get some of the nutrients out of your food. Exactly. And so, again, and right now we're finding on this study, it also transfers calcium. It helps, and helps calcium bring the calcium to the bones. Yeah, without so it. So, yeah. it actually, we've known in the past that betaine also helps lower homocysteine. It actually helps mm-hmm. with some of the other methylation processes. And I think right. next week our whole show will be about that. So we'll go yeah. more into detail at, at that point. We're going to have a whole show about that then. Yep. Now, what's really interesting is the next one we came up with. Now, this is from the Medical Conspiracy Group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this one came out of, let uh, see, where was it? Oh, the, a couple of things. The, 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 it came out about young people needing statins. Right. Okay. According to the U.S., National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute. God, that sounds like a big place. They have new guidelines. They have new guidelines, and they say that those guidelines recommend that all people 17 to 21 get their blood levels of cholesterol checked and a statin treatment initiated if they have a certain level, which is actually pretty darn low for the area. And this showed that if they did that, there would be a huge amount of people between the age of 17 and 21 on statins. Another half million or something. Uh, yeah, like it, that, it huh? was a lot. Now, and at least there was some reason. There was. Now, uh, in this thing, in contrast, yes. the American College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association did not agree with them. I, I you know, you kind of wonder where this U.S. heart lung. Where they blood, come from? Where, well, who funds them? I well, mean, who pays for them? One of the things I think is weird when I hear any kids that come in, and I've had kids come in, and they are 15, 16 years old, it ain't even as old as 17. Mm-hmm. They have high cholesterol. They're usually overweight. They usually are obese. They usually have a horrible diet. They always do, by And they actually say their doctor wants to put them on a statin drug. And I'm like, you're 15 years old. I mean, think about the ad on TV. Mm. The ad on That's TV says if you are pregnant, or ever going to become pregnant. Think about that. So if you've got a young female, and yes. she's ever thinking about having kids, the 20 years down Do the road. Do you really even, want to put them on a statin drug? Exactly. And even, 
you know, in this. And you know why they don't do that? Because they've been shown to actually cause birth defects. Right. Kids. Exactly. So who wants to put their kids on statins? And right. at least there was a, a cardiologist, a preventative cardiologist in New York City. Yeah. That I, actually, you know, had some reason. And she said medication should be last resort. And true behavioral and healthy lifestyle programs should be implemented. Yeah, her, that was Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum. Right. And yeah. she even said, you know, in the short term, putting them on a statin drug may, may reduce their cholesterol. But ultimately, the ob- obesity and hypertension is still going to mm-hmm. cause them cardiac disease. And it's going to escalate no matter what their cholesterol levels right. are. Right. Let's hear it for Dr. Steinbaum. Yeah, so that was actually you know, a good thing. But we just thought it was kind of crazy. A, a that voice these, in, the, in the forest. Yeah, there, these new right. guidelines talking oh, yeah. about putting all these kids on statin drugs. Now, something else that came up, and this was in, uh, this comes under the heading of uh, obesity and weight loss and that kind of thing. And it was actually published in a journal called the Clinical Journal of Pain. You bet you didn't even know they had one, did you? Probably not. Clinical Journal of Pain. All right. And it came out of the University of Florida, uh, which is, is a good study. And it was talking about vitamin D and how it affects pain in the obese arthritic patient. Right. They actually huh. show it helps their, I mean, it was, you know, it actually helps their pain. Mm-hmm. And they were even talking about pretty low levels on yeah. what they used in their study. They really I mean, were. they were even doing like 800 IUs a day, which on vitamin D3, that is actually pretty low. Yeah, it um, sure is. Our even Megavites 1 has 2,000. So, I mm-hmm. mean, even in a one-a-day multi, we have more than that, mm-hmm. which most people that we have found to actually have true deficiency um, it takes more than 800 to actually help their deficiency. Actually, probably the average person could probably take somewhere between four to 5,000 a day. Right. Average person. Yeah. Now, you want to get it checked first. I, I always stress that. Get your levels checked. Because, you know, you I check had, them afterwards. I had somebody come in uh, just this, uh, was it yesterday, I guess it was, and their level was so low, I put them on 10,000 a day for the first two weeks. Right. I do that all the time. 10,000. Especially if it's below 15 when we check it. was 14.5. Yeah. When it's below 15, I'll usually put them on 10,000 at first, and then we'll back off later. I told him two weeks on that, yep. and then we'd back up to 5,000. But even on this day, they talked about how obese patients tended to store their vitamin D. And, yeah. one, and that's one reason they are even more deficient than the normal person, because they store it and don't utilize it. They said, yeah, they said the, the, the obese people, have they, they causes the D to be stored and not circulated in the body. Well, if it's stored, yeah, you're not going to use it if it's not being circulated. So that was kind of interesting. And we keep having study after study on vitamin D. And mm. really, when you start looking, I mean, yeah. vitamin D is used for almost... Everything. I mean, we've we actually probably, shown it helps yeah. depression. We've actually shown now that it helps pain in obese patients with osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. It helps with memory. It helps with cancer prevention. It helps with heart disease. It helps with blood pressure. I mean, name something that doesn't help. So with. everyone needs to be having their vitamin D level checked. They really do. Especially. It's something that is, and just because you're out in the sun does not mean your levels are normal. No, we have that one all the time. Folks I mean, we, we've had people that are dark, 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 and they tan real easy, and they're in the sun all the time, and we check their levels, and they're low. That's and right. we're in a very sunny area, so we are actually in the part of the country that we have higher UV rays, we have sun most of the year, and we still see a huge portion of the population is deficient in vitamin D. And when she says huge, she means huge. I mean, we were, I would honestly say... The majority. If they're not taking vitamin D, 80, 80%, or 90%. More, 80 to 90% that we yeah. take. If they're not taking it. Actually, when I go over someone's lab work, if their D is normal, I say, you take vitamin D, don't you? And they're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I do. I assume they're taking it because it's normal. Okay. 
Now, something else, this is another one, and I think this is, I mean, to me, you know, we, we need a drum roll here. I know we don't have any sound effects, but <laughs> drum roll. Um, this came out of Wake Forest, um, the Baptist Medical Center, and it was published in a journal called Psychosomatic Medicine. There's another one you better do. Right, that's another one. Too. I'd never heard of that one. I understand. But it talked about a common, the commonly prescribed antidepressants increased coronary atherosclerosis in an animal model. Right. Oh, you know, they always use animals first. That, and that's an OMG moment. Yeah. Because if it'll do it in an animal, and, and hey, they actually used uh, chimpanzees or monkeys, right? Yep. So, okay, if it'll do that in them. Yeah, the monkeys. It was monkeys. monkeys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was monkeys. And if it'll do it in monkeys, we're only like 2 or 3% uh, genetically different, different from them. So if it'll do it in a monkey, it's probably going to do it in us. So if you're taking Zoloft, and that was the one they used they in the used study. They used Zoloft in the study, and they Look, used it for all alike, They did it know? for 18 months. Yeah. And they actually had, of course, the monkeys on 18 months, and then they had the other group on placebo. Right. And they actually found that monkeys that received the medication was three times um, three times the amount of arteriosclerosis in the coronary arteries as monkeys that had the placebo. And they found that in the depressed animals, the ones that really needed the, <laughs> yeah. really needed it to begin with, it was even higher. And it was remember, six times greater. And remember, I think last week in our show, we talked about there's 148 million people in America on, on SSRIs. Okay. So that's another reason yeah. to do other things maybe for your depression. And there are other things you can do I'm for sure depression. Are. Okay, we're coming up on a break. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tonight, as promised, we're going to be talking about the, that eight-letter profanity word. Exercise. exercise. Yes. And, and, you know, what it can do for you, what it can do. And we're going to talk about the good, good and, and some of the problems associated mm-hmm. with exercise or over-exercise. Yeah, kind of help so. you guide you through the... Uh, pitfalls. Right, because everybody knows exercise is good for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're in no way saying don't exercise because everybody should exercise. They should. And there's so many things that exercise helps. I mean, it helps you have more energy. It actually helps with, you know, Lower getting triglycerides. Off, getting off that excess weight, mm-hmm. helping blood pressure. Actually, you know, helping with stress. Yeah. I mean, with living in such a stressful world, people do need the exercise to kind of, and actually getting outside. I mean, not everybody Exercise is outside, but it's a good idea, really to, get, good idea. to get outside, and that way you get sunshine, mm-hmm. and you do get your exercise, and mm-hmm. you're active. Um, just do something. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. You know, because some of the benefits, I guess, just hidden benefits, if you will, that people don't think too much about um, on exercise, but you know, when, when you... You know, There's actually different benefits at different well, levels when are. you're exercising. When you start out exercising, you know, Cooper Clinic, huge cardiovascular clinic and so on yes. there in Dallas, Texas. And if you've ever seen it, it is a world to see. Yeah, we I mean, used really to live is. in Dallas, so we oh, have seen it. Cooper Clinic is just phenomenal. It really is. Uh, and they say at least about 30 minutes of cardio, and that's not a lot, 30 minutes, no. three times a week. Three to five times. Three to five, okay. And add about six years to your life. Right. Wow. And it doesn't say this, but actually on that study, but it probably adds quality of your life as well. Well, I'm sure it does. It's not just about the length of your life. It's also about the quality of your life. And if you're actually, to me, the more exercise people do, the more balance they have. Mm -hmm. They get to where they have more balance, especially as they get older. I mean, young people are going to have balance anyway. She says, when she uses that O word, I (laughs) I kind of cringe, but us mature individuals. Um, yes, it does help with balance. There's yes. no doubt about that. You know. But, you know, that that's a really good point that I thought that Cooper Clinic yeah, made about Yeah, that was really so, good. Yeah. Now, as you work out, mm-hmm. there's things that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing is your lungs get stronger. Right. Um, actually, getting oxygen to your muscles and getting oxygen around your body, that's just, actually good for you in all ways. I was going to say, just getting oxygen in your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the more, and when you're exercising, it does it right there at that minute. So it's actually mm-hmm. doing it right then. And it helps with those endorphins. Endorphins, which is right. what the runner's high, which everybody yeah. seems to like. Um, if, um, actually, if people would stay at that level all the time, they probably everybody would be exercising. <laughs> <laughs> they would. I'm sure they would, yeah. 
So that high gives you, you know, your energy and gets you psyched and gets you Mm -hmm. motivated for the day. Yeah, you know, and and it also fights the flab. Oh yeah, that's mm. that's probably why the majority of the people exercise. Yeah, I mean it is. I'd have to say that the, probably the majority of the people say, "Well, I'm going to exercise because I want to lose weight right. or tone up or whatever," you know. And it's good for that. I mean, it helps with that too. There's no doubt about it, you know. Right, because you always right. want to stay fit and exercise. We've mm-hmm. always said you have to eat right along with exercise because we see daily after day after day people that come in that have been exercising for two years and haven't lost a pound. Yeah, you can't, exercise can't make up for a bad and diet. And there's actually some studies that have shown that people that exercise more eat more. Mm, and yeah, then it kind of, you don't lose weight that way. So it mm. is about yeah. a balance. You know, something I bet folks didn't know about, though, Janine, is when you exercise, it actually elevates a level of immunoglobulins, which yes. is part of your immune system. Which actually protects you from getting sick and gets you colds and flus. And so that's always better to increase your immune system. And, they and it say, actually does it for 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, it stays about 24 hours after the exercise. Right. So when you're exercising, you're not just helping your lab and you're not just helping burn calories and all that. You're actually keeping yourself from getting sick. Yeah. And, you know, and you've always heard that, you know, if you're kind of down and depressed or kind of blue or whatever – term you want to use for it, <clears throat> exercise. Well, they find out that exercise actually does increase something like uh, your serotonin and, and your dopamine or norepinephrine and epinephrine. So it does that, and it, it actually lasts for hours after an exercise routine. Right. So that's why another reason, if you're mm-hmm. de- you, especially if you're depressed, go exercise. Exactly. We just talked about in the first segment what you should do other than antidepressants. And right. And that's, that's one of the things you can this is do. one of them. Is exercise. Now, they've even found that interval training. Now, that's something that we Ooh, wanted yeah. to talk about tonight anyway, because when you're talking about weight loss, there's mm-hmm. a lot of studies that have come out, and they even talk about you know, women who do, who do interval training actually has a better mood. So even with the mood enhancing, and what interval training is, is you don't go full force the whole time. No. You, and you can, interval training can be done in so many different ways. You might walk and then jog. Uh-huh. Or you might walk and then walk fast. You I know, mean, what 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 I like to do, and I, I do this sometimes on my uh, not on a treadmill so much, but on on the because uh, it's kind of hard to speed up and slow down. But I've got a, a stationary bike, exercise yeah. bike, and you know you you kind of cruising along. You know you're you're doing your thing and you're getting your exercise, your aerobic stuff in that way, and then take for about fifteen to thirty seconds and just pedal like the like that saber tooth tiger is after you. Go for it. I mean, just really, pr- and your legs will feel like you're going to fall off. And then slow down back to a normal pace again. Right, and that's interval training. 15 to 30 seconds is all you got to do. Now, if you can get to where you can do about five to eight sets of that, dude, you're there. I promise you. That yeah. is some good stuff. It really is. Yeah, Great so, you know, immediately when you're exercising, causes all kinds of things to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, they even say within a day of exercise... Actually, you have more lean muscle mass. Within a day. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a day. hard to believe, isn't it? Within a One day. One day later, you've got more lean muscle. And there How was actually that? some research done at the University of Michigan School of Medicine that actually mm-hmm. showed that. Yeah. And, you know, then they say your heart's healthier. Well, you're sure. So, I mean, definitely blood pressure is actually affected up to 16 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so there's so many things that exercise does for you. Now, mm-hmm. Other things that are more a little bit longer term, and they say it happens within a week, is more like your diabetes risk going down. Yeah. Insulin resistance is a big difference, and that's sensitivity to insulin. 
And exercise is one of the best ways you can help insulin resistance. And as we've talked about over and over in a lot of our shows, it's one of the biggest health problems in the country right now. I, and I guess we get asked probably on a daily basis, how do I turn this insulin resistance around? And obviously diet's one thing, but definitely exercise, exercise is another. Exercise is another. Yeah. And exercise does actually help with insulin resistance. And so that's another thing that, another reason to do it. And everybody knows the long-term benefits of exercising. Well, no, maybe not everybody. Well, yeah. They know you get stronger, or you should. Okay, you should. Mm-hmm. You should get stronger. You have less belly fat. And actually, it's been shown that it actually helps brain cells form. I was going to say there was some pretty good studies just probably about a year ago or so that came out and talked about that. You know, when you, uh, as you exercise, it stimulates uh, some of the what they call growth stimulating proteins in the brain that actually make the brain function better. And yeah. plus you get more blood to the brain. You know, they actually say if you're getting ready to do a test, so, you know, all you students listen up, getting ready to go in for those finals, jog to the test site. You yeah. Know, blood do something. Get, yeah. get blood. Blood flow get is blood important. Flow. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about different things to help blood flow, and exercise is a good way. And even, you know, pumping, people talk about their ankle swelling. A lot of times it's because they stand still. Or sit. Or sit still, right? And, sit and, probably more than anything. Yeah. And you've heard over and over, people in airplanes get blood clots, or people mm-hmm. with long trips in cars get blood clots. That's because the blood doesn't flow. You know, something that's coming into the, uh, the realm of reality now, people that have desk jobs and so on, they're actually making computer stands and so on where you can stand up and work on them. Yeah. And the reason being is because when you sit on your duff, you're actually causing problems. You're increasing your risk for diabetes. You're increasing your risk for heart disease. And you're increasing your risk for obesity. And if you do have a desk job and they haven't got you one of those stands, when you are on your lunch break, I mean, on your lunch break, go walk. walk. Right. You know, you know, Bravey, bring your lunch. Don't go out to eat. Right. Um, bring something that you can eat a little faster and then take the rest of the time and go walk. That's and right. I've had quite a few people that come in that are truck drivers. And Ooh, they're yeah. like, oh, man, this, I mean, and there's no doubt. Their job requires them to sit a lot and they can't stand during that job. No, I mean, they're, they're driving. can't stand to drive, can you? And so what we tell them is, okay, when you go deliver a load, you usually have to wait at a site, don't you? And they're like, oh, yeah, sometimes they're not ready for you or something. Okay, walk. Mm-hmm. Just get out and I walk said, can, you, can you do that? And they're like, well, well, yeah. Okay, walk. The whole time you're waiting on dropping off a load or whatever, walk. They're like, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah. So there are things you can do. You just have to, everybody's different on what kind of jobs they do. Everybody's different on how they can fit it into their lifestyle. Do what you can. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think, you know, the, the old adage, you think better on your feet. And I think that's true because you're standing up, your blood's flowing a little bit better. So if you're moving around, you can actually probably think better. Maybe that's why lawyers get up and walk around when they're doing their thing. You know? I don't know. Um, no, something else that really helps. It cuts your risk for cancer. Right. Now, that's huge. And even, you know, one of the studies we've seen recently was actually done on breast cancer. And you were 55% less likely to actually die from breast cancer if you were not sedentary. And they know, though, that you get breast cancer if you're more obese and the more fat that you have. There mm-hmm. has actually been many studies about many that. Many studies on that one. So the more body fat that you have, the more hormones you store, which more hormone-dependent cancers you have. Actually, I think all cancer tends to be increased with obesity. I think so. And like I said, exercise alone don't do it, but we talk a lot about you know lifestyle change. We don't want to say diet because it's not a diet. Mm-mm. It's nothing that you can do short term. You have to do it long term, and you have to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And really you know, we hear day after day after day how oh I can't do this oh it's too hard, 
You can do it. I grew up on bread and desserts and everything that I would love to eat again, but I don't do it. Because why? Makes me feel bad. That's right. Okay. So it makes you feel bad. (laughs) And it did take it probably making me feel bad to stop it. Right. That's what my weight was not necessarily the issue. No, that wasn't it. Um, It was not. Although I did lose when I went strict on my diet. I actually did lose quite a bit of weight, even though weight was really not the issue. Well, I think we both did. Yes. So, and, you know, that, that's a, that's a and, other effect of And it what too. we hear over and over from people that come in is, oh, well, y'all are obviously just genetically skinny. And I'm like, oh, no. No. We are not. Um, especially him. Yeah. <laughs> She's pointing at me, folks. <laughs> I resemble that remark. Uh, no, my family is definitely... Uh, uh, well laden with the uh, obesity genes. So, you know, there's no doubt about it. So that. diet and exercise is definitely what you have to do for that okay. and to keep your health up, cancer risk down, and your heart disease away. All right. All right, coming up on another break. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. We'll talk about some of the other things about exercise. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox 
at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we're talking about exercise and all the many benefits. And there's no doubt that exercise, other than a uh, you know, really healthy diet lifestyle, there's no doubt that, that exercise is one of the most beneficial things we can do. Right. But Absolutely. you can ex- ex- actually exercise too much. Yeah. And there are some signs that you're exercising too hard. Now, when we talk about that, you know, we're talking about things that people get into these boot camps and CrossFit and stuff like that. A lot of people are definitely overdo it. I had a kid come in, kid come in probably a week ago, and he exercises seven hours a day. And I said, now, don't you know, one day you're going to actually have to get a job? His mom just kind (laughs) of laughed because she's still supporting him. And I said, that's not real practical in the real world. Seven hours a day. Yes. No, that's not practical. I was like, okay, okay, that's a little much. But the signs. So if we have exercised too much, what happens? Well, one, and I think most people understand this one and long distance runners know that is dehydration. Big time. Um, dehydration is mm. something that is, it can be dangerous. It can even be life-threatening. It can even be life-threatening. Um, when those electrolytes get off, yes. I mean, people know it. Now, we are in a hot, dry, I mean, hot, humid, humid. climate, not dry, no, um, not where we are. Dry. And during the summer, we have people that don't care. I mean, they're not healthy. They don't care about eating right. They don't take supplements, but they sure come in and get electrolytes during the summer. We do. We do. We sell more of the multi-minerals and electrolytes during the summer. And if you are going to be in the heat, and if you're going to work in the heat, and you're going to get overheated or exercise, and most people that do get overheated is working, Mm -hmm. um, you need to take electrolytes. Yeah, because you can, you know, a good test is just take your pulse rate. Right. And if that pulse rate's tachycardic, which means over 100 beats per minute. And when you're just standing there, yeah. When you're just standing there and that pulse rate's over 100 per minute, you're getting a little bit on the on the upper side of good there. And all the electrolyte drinks out there, most of them are loaded with sugar. So we don't yeah, really a, recommend a lot of those. You can either, yeah, of those, yeah. You can either take a multi-mineral or a good electrolyte drink that doesn't mm-hmm. have sugar or sweetened with stevia or something. Mm-hmm. Now, another sign is if you get really dizzy. Don't wait till you pass out. Stop. No, but we see an awful lot of people that actually do experience the dizziness. Right. They really do. And you start getting dizzy, you do need to stop. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes. Now, if you start getting disoriented, trouble breathing, can't catch your breath, you know, the rapid heart rate, those are all obvious signs. Right. I mean, those are kind of like, okay, you need to stop because you actually can hurt yourself. But there's some not so obvious signs, aren't there? Yes. There's mm. one that people don't really think as much about as being a symptom of overtraining mm-hmm. or exercising too much. Mm-hmm. And for the women out there, one is actually a disrupted or skipped menstrual cycles. That's true. Um, if you actually are skipping cycles because you're exercising so often, it's probably not beneficial. Now, a female taking her, her body fat too low can actually do that. Yeah. Uh, can really mess up their menstrual cycle. And then actually, there was a study that was published in the Mayo Clinic mm-hmm. that actually said long-term excessive endurance exercise can induce, induce structurally remodeling of the heart and the large arteries. Hmm. And they actually found that it can actually cause myocardial fibrosis. Which is not good. Fibrosis no. is never good. They and they actually showed that was the people that tend to do the chronic training for the endurance races. Right. The but that is not good when you start having problems with the heart due to training. That's no. not. It, it's no longer healthy. No, it it can actually lead to things like the coronary artery calcification 
and uh, blood pressure uh, dysfunction and, and large artery, the stiffening of the walls of the large yeah. arteries. And when you do that, you know, you've gone way overboard, you know, uh, way overboard. Now, when you exercise so much that when you don't exercise, you start having withdrawal. Yeah, you're addicted. Then you're addicted. And any addiction of any kind to anything is not good. Really? So, yes. Okay. So, another thing is, you know, if you start having withdrawal, one day without exercise and you think you can't breathe, oh, you know, you know, that's a problem. And every once in a while we run into this, um, especially with the marathoners and so on. Yeah. That, they seem to be the worst of the bunch. Uh, they get into the, the running and the running phenomenon, so to speak, and the runner's high. You mentioned that a minute ago. Yeah. And, and they, they get into that to the point where they say, I got to run, I got to run, I got to run. Uh, they got to go out and run 10 miles or something. They're addicted. Right. And that's not a good thing. Like I say, even if it's... Uh, no. Uh, even and a little bit later like in the show, we're going to talk about some of the other problems mm-hmm. with exercise and other health problems it can cause. But another symptom of over-exercising is a horm- any hormonal imbalance, you know, where you're actually finding that you have... And even excessive cortisol levels, which, which is, a, is no question. Hormone. We see a lot of the marathoners that come in when we do lab work on them. They have extreme high cortisol. And that I think that probably contributes to some of those heart conditions that uh-huh. we just talked about because high cortisol does cause those problems. Well, it does, and it also causes blood sugar handling problems. Yes. Um, you name it. It's a steroid. Yes. I mean, it, it, our body makes it, but it's a steroid. And it actually lowers your testosterone. So in the long run, it's not really going to help you. Oh, so, don't tell them that, Janine. Right. <laughs> you know? And people usually with exercise increase testosterone levels. Right. But when you have excessive cortisol from over-exercising, then you can actually do the opposite. And like we talked about earlier, that exercise improved your immune function and mm-hmm. kept you from getting sick. Over-exercise Weakens the immune system. Yeah, there was a, a journal. I spent a, a while back, but it was in the uh, Journal of Applied Physiology, and they showed that uh, if you overexercise, the immune de- uh, function depression is mo- most pronounced when they have you know continuous, prolonged, more than an hour and a half, and and high intensity stuff. That's you know right. That's not good. So you you can overdo that one real quick. You know? So when you start seeing some of those symptoms and you start having you know, disrupted sleep patterns and your appetite changes and you're constantly sick and you're or run down and, and you're exhausted. Moody. You're probably doing, yeah. That's a biggie. Moody can be a lot of different things. Well, it can be a lot of different things, but, you know. But it, it can also be, be over-exercising. It could be that you're over-exercising. And right. so, you know, how much is too much? Well, according to the American Heart Association, they currently recommend that adults do 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise. Mm-hmm. And if it is vigorous exercise, they actually say 75 minutes a week, but I think you can do a little bit more than that myself. I, I, um, well, now, they're, vigorous exercise, now they're, talking about, they're not talking about walking around the block. No, they're probably talking about really hard. Yeah, they're talking about pushing Most yourself. people that think that they're exercising vigorously, they're, they're actually not. not. No. It, <laughs> it's, it's probably more moderate. At best, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there are, so that, you know, one of the things that we wanted to get into, you know, tonight is to actually look at what you can do for some of the problems that's associated with exercise. And so one of the things that we're actually going to talk about is some of the more athletic injuries, tendinitis, bursitis, things like that, that tend to get worse with a lot of exercise. Yeah. You know, uh, over the years we've run into, I don't know how many that have, like you say, a a bursitis or uh, some sort of tendinitis, you know, whether it's an ankle or, or whatever, uh, and, and they're having these issues with those joints. 
and yet they, they constantly train, and you got to rest it. you got to rest it. Because with all those, rest is a big thing. Now, Mm -hmm. we also say anti-inflammatories, natural anti-inflammatories, of course, ones that don't hurt your kidneys and don't hurt your stomach and don't hurt other problems. Mm -hmm. Um, Bromelain is a good one. Bromelain is excellent. And bromelain comes from pineapple. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much natural. Yeah, and it actually, it's an enzyme and it eats up inflammation and it also increases circulation. And bromelain is just great for overall health. It, it truly is. I mean, there, we've done a lot of work with it, you know, cardiovascular work and uh, as well as, you know, injuries and stuff like, you know, the musculoskeletal injuries as well. But it, it's a great anti-inflammatory. And, you know, we've had a show on inflammation before, I think. Right. And we talked about lowering that inflammation, how good that is for you. And we talked about the omega-3s. They're also very good. Right. Omega-3s are a great one. The right. the Turmeric is a great anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you can do, but don't just let it go. If you have tendonitis, don't just keep training and go mm-hmm. through it and never make it better because, for one, rest is important for it. Yeah. Now, another thing to prevent some of these injuries is stretching. Mm, before and after. Right. And we hadn't even really talked about, before you get into an exercise program, mm-hmm. don't go full force. Oh, no. If you are the weekend warrior and not the you know, top athlete, don't just go out there and try to compete with people that are. Oh, I think that's the best the way to get hurt. You get, yeah, you'll get yourself hurt real quick. You know, if you, if you, you know, don't believe that, you know, go to the Saints uh, workout camp right. and uh, do, a, do a walk-on and uh, they'll kill you. Now, one thing we see, because we mm-hmm. always say we're going to talk about some of the real case histories in, in mm-hmm. practice, um, a lot of people come to us, we do lab work on them. Mm-hmm. And and it and the most common time for this to happen is in about January, where everybody oh. <laughs> has New Year's resolutions. <laughs> New Year's resolutions, right? And it, it's been multiple times. It's not just one patient. And when we do their lab work, their liver enzymes are sky high, and I mean sky high, not yeah, just a little that, elevated. No, that AST especially. But AST and ALT are both liver enzymes. But mm-hmm. kind of the rule of thumb is, if the AST is above the ALT, it's musculoskeletal. Then it can be outside of the liver. Mm-hmm. And when I see that, an AST is sky high. Now, heart attack can do it, too. But you see, it's usually it's the 45-year-old that hadn't exercised in 15 years um, come in. And they, you know, you start talking to them. I said, did you go work out? Oh, God, I was so sore I couldn't even move. Well, that's why it looks like that. Mm-hmm. And so many people go through so many unnecessary testing because it looks like that after they've really overdone exercise. Yeah, we'll usually give them about a week We or do so. a week or two and recheck yeah. it. I said, okay, don't it. exercise for a week. Let's recheck it. Make sure it's really not a problem. Which it takes them about a week to recover yeah, anyhow. it does. So. Yeah. So we do see that. And if it happens to you and on your lab work, it is something that actually does happen with too high of lab work. Now, I mean, too much exercise. exercise, Now, another thing that people never think about is something called rhabdomyolysis. And rhabdo will actually, it's when muscle breaks down so fast that it actually can clog up and stop your kidneys. It does. And it happens. It happened to my uncle. Yes, it did. And he was pulling a tractor over and over and over out of a hole and trying to trying pull it out, I guess you should say, and didn't realize he only had one kidney to begin with because he never had a problem, so he didn't know, and he ended up having kidney failure. Yeah. And it actually happens. Um, it's not the common thing, but it can happen. So, and the signs of that, rhabdomyolysis would be throwing up and, you know, flu-like almost symptoms. flu-like symptoms. Mm-hmm. Flu-like you know, symptoms. after doing something extremely strenuous. Yeah, they always think they've got the flu. Yeah, they happens. always think they got the flu. Mm-hmm. So that's just something else that can happen. Um, you know, okay. the yeah. anterior compartment syndromes, which 
hurt like crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't pound the pavement on asphalt. Okay. Go on All soft right. surfaces. There you go. Uh, we're coming. Uh, grass is better than that. Yeah, grass is better than that. Uh, we're getting ready to come up on a break, and we'll see you right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There's something special about doctors' nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy, folks. Uh, tonight we're talking about exercise, and we've just finished up some of the, starting on some of the problems you can get into with, uh, and some of the things that you can actually do for those problems. And, you know, one of the things that us more mature individuals suffer from occasionally is the degenerative arthritis. And don't even take you being really that mature. I mean, if you were an athlete... You mean I can be immature? Yes, you can. All right. I mean, the athletes from high school or college, they start having problems pretty young. Yeah, you were an athletic trainer. I was. I actually, my undergrad degree is in athletic training, so the exercise-induced injuries I'm very familiar with. I kind of know about those, don't you? Very familiar with. And, you know, it didn't take long for a lot of the, the players that I knew when I was with college football... When they got out, 
they could be 20-something years old and already have the arthritis pretty severely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm in my 40s, and I talk to a lot of them now, and they're really feeling it in their 40s. Yeah. So it doesn't take being in the 60s to actually feel it if you were an athlete. That's true. So what we tell people is don't wait until you get to a severe state. No, you know, protecting those joints, you know, whether you're running or whether you're just, you know, pushing weights or whatever you're doing, any kind of exercise you're doing, protecting those joints is so important. And that's where we use that Perna Max. Right. Uh, Perna, of course, Perna is a shellfish that we use that has all nine different classes of glucosamines. There's more than just one. It's not just glucosamine sulfate. Uh, but we added some other things to it. Boswellia. Boswellia and soil made it a good anti-inflammatory. But actually, Perna itself has an infl- anti-inflammatory yeah. effect. And if you start taking this before you have problems, right. you're going to prevent some of the research at Clemson shows that Perna actually stops degeneration. Right. So it actually stops further degeneration. It doesn't just help the symptoms. You know, now it's not it. going to reverse what's already there. So yep. that's why you don't want to wait until your joint is gone. That's true. Because, you know, once you are in the spot where you need a knee replacement or a hip replacement, there's probably nothing that's going to reverse that. No, there's no, well, yeah, surgery. No surgery, but <laughs> nobody, who wants that? Well, that's not a good thing, right? That's what we're trying to prevent trying here. To so we're talking about prevention. And that Perna really does. I mean, I, you know, our suggestion is don't wait till it's Yeah. So whether you are a marathon runner or a bicyclist or a just weekend warrior um, or somebody that works out in the garden a lot. That's actually exercise in a different way. It sure is. And I know you did a lot of it last week, you know, picking up bags of dirt and yes. getting ready for our garden. So yes. it's still exercise. It um, is. Protect your joints. Do something ahead of time. I don't my Perna. Don't wait. Oh, you, mm. you, you, you have. I've but taking Perna for, gosh, I hate, I don't we both count do. That. I can't count that high. Um, I've been taking it for a long time. It really did. Now, something that a lot of people don't realize, the people that, a lot of people that we see that, are the marathon runners and the exercisers. And it's fine if you are, but a lot of times people that do that much exercise think that they're in perfect health because they exercise. Mm-hmm. And they do. Most of the research shows that people that overexercise, which they would be classified as that, mm-hmm. actually increase oxidative stress to the body. That's true. And oxidative stress can increase cancers, increase heart disease, and increase other disease processes. All those bad things. All the things that we said exercise helps in moderation. Right. You can actually overdo it. Now, you can can do something for that. We're not saying people don't go out there and be marathon runners. That's what you want to do. You've got to take your antioxidants. But you do have to take your antioxidants. Yeah. And they're the more resistant people that we deal with sometimes because they're like, I'm healthy. And it's like, well, you think you're healthy. Yeah. Um, and actually, sometimes the blood work shows that they're not. Yeah. If, if we'll do an extensive enough lab on them, uh, checking things like homocysteine, C-reactive proteins, things like that. And cortisol. We, and cortisol. You find out that, you know, okay. But, you know, the thing, like I say, if you do that, and if you're going to be that kind of exercise Do extra person, antioxidants. You just have to do it. You know, the, the trick is, is to work around the problems you're causing. And if you're causing a problem with your over-exercise, there's something you can do about it. Right. And even people that exercise a lot, there's a lot of stuff that you can do for muscle recovery. Oh, ribofuel is yes. a great one. I ribofuel, use that one all yeah. Time. Ribofuel is actually, ribose is a type of a sugar. Mm-hmm. And of course, ribofuel, the, one of the main ingredients, of course, is ribose. Oh, ribose. Yeah. Um, and it has some other things in it too for the muscles, but mm-hmm. it really helps with energy to the mitochondria. And it, one of the things that I think we put some DMG in it, you know, of course, we had Dr. Kendall talking about that and how it helps get rid of lactic acid. Right. And I think that, you know, getting rid of that lactic acid, because 
sometimes I can overdo it, whether it's in the garden or in the gym, one of the two. And I seem to do it, overdo it more in the garden. Uh, but yeah. when I overdo it, you're trying to get got get it done. I got to get it done. You know, it's going to do whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm overdoing it, and I find that if I do the ribofuel right after that workout or right after that heavy exercise, I don't have that lactic acid buildup. I'm not sore. You, right. I mean, you might be a little sore, but you're not that. Oh my God, I can't move type sore. And even know? DMG, DMG is something mm-hmm. else that actually, you know, DMG is in the ribofuel, but then right. doing it by itself also increases oxygen carrying capabilities. And we have many of the long distance runners and yeah. marathoners that actually take it because it actually increases endurance. It sure do. You know, it's something else that a lot of people don't realize is the common amino acid glutamine, L-glutamine. Oh. Plain yeah. old L-glutamine. That's the most abundant amino acid in your body, and the one your body has to have to start rebuilding those muscles. muscles. It has you have to have it for muscles. Got all these it. people think you have to have all this whey and everything. All this other stuff for muscle building. We have many people that do the glutamine and the colostrum. Something yeah. as symptom as colostrum, which no. is actually your baby's first food. Yeah, actually, well, we use a cow. Couldn't get the women well, to go yeah. along with it. But uh, uh, the, the, the colostrum that we use is full of the IGF-1 and stuff like the insulin-like growth factors, which help rebuild those muscles. And so if you'll take that and glutamine, and we've got a lot of guys that actually work out pretty heavy and do that, where they use the glutamine for recovery, the ribofuel, and, and like that colostrum, mm-hmm. and you'd swear they were on testosterone or something. Yeah. You know, they're, you, you look at them like, oh, my God, these guys are, you know, really. Because they can up. really yeah. build muscle. You don't, have, sure you don't have to have that right. injectable testosterone, and you don't have to hurt yourself and make your health mm-hmm. terrible for years to come right. just to actually make muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that we definitely say you want to do it natural. You, wanted to, you don't want things to hurt you. You don't want to do something that you think is good for you and it's actually hurting you. You actually want to do it to where it's natural. You know, and, and something else now, guys, pay attention. If you ride a bike, yes. you, know, you can actually create all kinds of prostate problems for yourself if you don't have the right seat. Yeah, go to the bicycle shops and ask them for the seat for the prostate. They'll know what you're talking about. They sure will. And, and it, it might be worth 100 bucks or more. It's, they're more expensive, oh, but yeah. we see guys all the time come in with elevated PSAs, mm-hmm. and I'll always ask them questions, and if they ride bicycles, I'm always like, okay, that could be it. So why lay off the bicycle for two weeks, let's recheck the PSA, and, sure enough, and if it goes right down, it's like, okay, that's your bicycle seat, yeah. you need to get a different one. So it does actually jar the prostate. It sure does. And it can irritate it, and they've actually found that it can actually cause some pretty severe problems with it. It really can. You so know, people yeah. don't think about that. You know, if you, if you, you know, a lot of these people, and I know I've seen quite a few cases of you, we both have a lot of cases of what they call exercise-induced asthma. Yeah. Something that's great for that is our old friend DMG. Oh, DMG, it increases oxygen-carrying mm-hmm. capability, and I have had most people over the years say it gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's only, especially with people that say, I only get asthma when I exercise. Oh, yeah. Now, if there's somebody that's an asthmatic all the time, it may not get rid of it, but someone that says, I never have asthma unless I exercise, they're, they're but, lacking oxygen. But even if they're asthmatic all the time, it definitely helps. It definitely it helps. Definitely helps. It really but the does. DMG not only helps carry oxygen, mm-hmm. it actually helps the immune system. Mm-hmm. So, And then asthma is part of an immune response. It is. It is an immune over, response. Over response. Exactly. Over. It's actually the spasm in the bronchioles a lot of times due to an, some sort of allergen. So mm-hmm. DMG helps allergies also. Yep. It so does. for that exercise-induced asthma, it's great. It really is. You know, that's just one of the things. You know, I guess between, like, say, the ribofuel, the DMG, 
uh, those are two biggies that a lot of people that exercise use. Like right. say if it's marathon runners and so on and so forth or whatever. And even CoQ10 for somebody that has you know a lot of mm. problems with their right. muscles, they can do that as well. They sure can. Okay, well hopefully we've brought some light about exercise and things you can do about it and probably not overdo it right. into your life this time. Uh, next week, I want you to join us. We're going to talk about methylation. Ooh, big and word. a genetic disorder yeah. that is very common, which is about 40 to probably 50% of the population. It sure is. I think you'll have a really, I, you'll be interested in this one. It'll be a really in-depth kind of show. So we'll see you next time for uh, the methyl tetrahydrofolate show. And live healthy, be healthy. There you go. Live healthy and be healthy, folks. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.